1: Hello, everybody. It's Eden and Kim, and this is episode six of Talk, Purpose, and Truth. Thank you so much for listening and continuing to listen and subscribe. This episode is going to be speaking and living your truth and setting boundaries. And I I get that from a lot of people. How do I set boundaries and not be a people pleaser or meet my friends and family's needs without compromising my own needs, etc.? So speaking and living your truth. And we wanted to start out with a little surprise, a little surprise guest um, call. So Eden's going to be talking to Janae Noonan from the last episode when we kind of left you with the open loop of not knowing what Janae's reading was about.
2: Yes, so Janae, uh, at the end of her session, is uh, not session, I, I'm so used yeah, to Yeah, mini
1: session. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, at the end of the episode, last episode, if uh, you all listened, you heard that I did a, a real short channeling for her. I was getting messages, so I uh, told her what it was at the end of the episode, but she wanted to do it offline, so... When we hung up, or not hung why am I doing that?
1: Because <laughs> you're used to doing phone meetings. I'm reading. doing,
2: <laughs> Yes, yeah, so when, when we stopped recording, I told her what I got. So what I ended up getting was a couple names, and that it had to do with her past when she was eight years old. And uh, there was shame around something that happened with these two individuals. And she didn't know at the time during our
1: episode, if you all remember, she didn't know what it meant. And later it suddenly hit her. So, Janae, hello. Hi, Janae.
2: Hi. Hi. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> yes. So we want to do a follow up. I think a lot of people are very curious about what happened after I gave you those messages.
3: So, I was driving and, like, thinking, like, when I was in second grade or third grade or first grade, like, those boys, like, who were those names and, like, why would those two names come up? And then I, their last names popped into my head and I was like, okay, so what about those two? And then I remembered in second grade, they Started a terrible, terrible rumor about me, and once that rumor like spread around the school, like no one wanted to be friends with me anymore. Oh my and, gosh! And I like I had like one or two close friends that stayed friends with me, but everybody else was like, "Ooh, you're gross. I don't want to talk to you. You're gross." And I was like, "What?" So yeah, like the, they, start, they started this sad little rumor, and everybody was like, "Nope, we're not friends with you anymore."
2: Wow! So those two, the two names that I got matched the boys' names who started the rumor about you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, boys, the okay. names you gave me
3: were the two boys that started the rumor.
2: Wow, and and that caused probably caused you a lot of shame. Oh yes?
1: yeah. Okay. The, uh,
3: well, the rumor, the rumor was that I didn't wear underwear and I was gross.
1: <gasps> Oh, oh. And yeah. at that age yeah. oh my gosh, that age it's like horrifying. Mhm. It's traumatic. Yeah. It's probably something that's stuck with you.
3: Um, I think I didn't realize like there was shame until you brought it up and I had to like dig deep. Mm-hmm. I think what stuck with me was how quickly people could not be my friend anymore, how quickly people could change. Mm-hmm. Or of, like the abandonment feeling or the, the rejection feeling that I like still live with today. Um, but Yeah, like, I, that incident, like, again, like, most of my friends were like, nope, we're not friends with you anymore. Or they weren't friends with me, but unless we were playing soccer, then I was the first pick because I was one of the best soccer players. But other than that, it was like, I always wanted to play a sport, which could be why I became an athlete. (laughs)
1: Wow. Wow. Well, I hope you continue doing doing work around that. I'm sure it'll clear faster because you're so wise now, you know. But that is really deep. So, yeah,
2: I think I remember it came up because we were talking about relationships with you today and that it had some something to do with where you're at now and if you were to go back and heal that inner child, that part of yourself, that it might help you to attract a different type of energy that will be maybe a healthier relationship now. I hope so.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. My
2: well, my past has all been
3: about rejection, and and so mm-hmm. hopefully if I can heal that one, then I can stop being rejected. Right, you don't
2: have to repeat it anymore once you heal it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: that's so awesome. Well, thank you, thank you, Janae, for being so authentic and vulnerable and calling in and and listening and all that. So so I hope you have an amazing weekend. Thank you. Thank you.
2: you. Too. Have a good day, guys. Thanks, Thanks for sharing. Bye. Bye.
1: Wow. That is. That's cool. Harsh. I had, you know, I had something like that too. And it, a very similar thing happened to me too. And when I was a kid and the neighborhood kids all abandoned me and they made up a rumor and it, I didn't realize till I was older that that had caused some people pleasing and abandonment issues that I had to work through. Yeah, so it's and crazy
2: I, what that could do. And you know what? I was the opposite. I did that to one of my friends. Because sometimes we don't know
1: better, you yes. know, and and I yes. had that too. So I think you know, as kids, you experiment and you do stupid things or experience yeah. bad things, and yeah. you have to learn and deal with it. So. Yeah. Um, Anyways, but you know what that reminds me of is is my dad. It popped into my head that when my dad, there was a time about a year and a half ago that, that my dad and I, my dad and I are really close. I was actually listening to 45s with him last night, having wine, <laughs> we're like BFFs. Uh, but my dad and I did a reading. He wanted to do the reading with me, with Eden on the phone. Yes. And as you can see with the show that Eden and I work well together, so sometimes we both get messages. And his mom and his best friend came through. So it was very powerful healing for him. But one person came through named Greg and had said that he was sorry for being mean to my dad when he was a teenager and a kid and abandoning him and things like that. And my dad couldn't. He's like, who's Greg? I can't figure out who that is. And later that evening, it popped into his head that it was his good friend that Mm -hmm. ended up kind of cutting ties with him and being mean to him. And then my dad Googled it and he had died recently. And so he, and it's funny because last Mm -hmm. night we brought it up and we're talking about it and we were going through the 45s and my dad ended up finding a 45 that belonged to that guy, Greg, which wow. is even further like oh. proof that that was his friend. You know, He goes, oh my gosh, that's weird. It's like he's visiting me. So that was yeah. another person that sometimes when you do a reading, you figure out what the meaning is of some things later on, like it comes back out of your memory.
2: Yes, and I love when people that I've done readings for will call me back to give me a validation of what came through. Even if it's years later, people have done that. So it's fun. I have a, a story also that kind of goes along with that. Um, Claudia, who's friend of Kim's, she came to me for a reading. And what came through was that she had a sister. And the name came through, the name of this woman. And she, Claudia had no clue. She didn't know who she was, but it was quite precise and they insisted that yes you have this sister so uh, we just kind of blew it off and moved on and then uh, probably six months to a year later I heard from Claudia and she told me you'll never guess I found out I did have a sister and that was her name
1: so crazy yeah and she felt that was crazy because usually you know if you have a sister (laughs) I know
2: it's like (laughs) I felt crazy too I I felt like you gave her something stupid. wrong. I felt something. something,
1: yeah, like, oh, gosh,
2: I'm way off. I've it's never so, been so off It probably felt so
1: good that she. I remember her running up to you and going, I have to tell her. I, I waited yeah. to tell her in person that it was all true. And yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, sometimes you, you dare to go get a reading done and something doesn't make sense, it might end up making sense later. Yeah. So that reminds me, you know, of getting messages the other day, and it's, it's on the topic of actually living your truth and setting boundaries anyway that thing that happened to us the other day. Yeah. Um I think it's been a couple of weeks now but I I actually had to get a root canal, yuck, the other day, <laughs> a couple weeks ago March. and and we often get messages like I'll get messages through songs or birds or lights or all kinds of different things and seeing a seeing the same phrase over and over things like that and sometimes I just get words intuitively coming in. I get it kind of through the right Upper part of my head, words will just come in and I can feel the energy that it's not my own thinking. And a lot of times it's words that I have to look up and don't even know where they came from. And so I was getting this message that, that prince who who up there is called glowing, he was saying there's something urgent, something urgent that I have to share. And when that happens, sometimes Eden and I will just get on the phone and do a quick channeling to get the message we're supposed to receive. And she didn't have time. And so later that day I saw a Minnesota license plate. Uh, Uh, The urgent, urgent wouldn't stop. So I actually said out loud, I said, okay, Prince, you know, if this is that urgent, in the next five minutes, put a song on. And within one minute, a song came on. His song. His song. Yeah. (laughs) Happens all the time. Sometimes I'll even, actually, you know what happened yesterday, just to give you an example, is I got a message that a Prince song with the number nine was about to come on. I'm like, what, I don't know, what Prince song? And it's funny, because my daughter goes, 1999, I hadn't even thought of that. Right. But but the next song that came on was Manic Monday, which he wrote by the Bengals. They oh, sang yeah. it. And in there, it says, got to be to work by nine. And oh, I went, oh my, my gosh. gosh, that's crazy. So wow. anyway, uh, so, so I got Eden on the phone finally. And when I got her on the phone, then she had
2: someone in the room with her. Right. So it took me all day to be able to sit down for even five minutes to find out what this urgent message was. And typically, I have to say, from in the past, anytime he has said to us that there's something urgent, it's always been something pretty crucial. So I had to take it seriously. So the only moment that I had was um, a time when I was able to sit down, but I had someone in the room with me. We had friends over. And Um, probably every room of my house, (laughs) there were people all over the house. So I ended up just sitting down with Kim on speakerphone, uh, with this person next to me, my friend, and him. And so then I I said, okay, you
1: know, as long as you're comfortable hearing on speaker, what we're talking about, we'll just kind of tune in. And sometimes it just takes a couple minutes. We'll just say, what's urgent? What do we need to know? And a lot of times it's, it's maybe just something, you know, that we need to know for our kids or ourselves, or even for the podcast or for any work we're doing, he will give us messages of guidance or sometimes it's a warning for someone. Mm -hmm. And so I started channeling some really strange words, and it was making me tripped out. It was um, sharp razor, shredded paper, ricochet, and shrapnel. And I was like, I do not know why I'm channeling these strange words. I normally would never use words like that, or even think of words like that. And uh, the girl started to kind of become alert. The girl that was a friend that was in the room,
2: right? She she was just sitting there on her phone, wasn't paying much attention. But when those words came through, it kind of I don't know, triggered her. So uh, she started to listen, and then I did some channeling. I started writing, and I was getting a name. Um, We'll keep that name out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was getting this specific name, um, I think two, three times I wrote it, and I didn't put the pieces together, but she did, the one next to me, my friend. And she said, oh. That's the guy stalking me, right? Yeah. She says, that's the name of my old boyfriend who has been stalking me. Stalking her. Scary. Yes. And it freaked her out. She got very scared because there's something that's pretty fresh that just recently happened or had happened recent, uh, you know, about two, three weeks ago. And she was kind of feeling very stuck and afraid, always looking over her shoulder wherever she goes, wondering if he's watching. So she's, she's really been in a lot of a lot of fear around this.
1: Well, and as soon as we told her the words that I channeled, she said that he had written her a scary note and she shredded the paper, get to yes. get rid of it because it freaked her out. And so that was already a big clue. And then she got really worried because of the words razor and shrapnel because he's very crazy. And prince and some guides up there said that she was, they were protecting her and she's going to be watched over and don't worry and she'll be okay.
2: Right, because part of what he wrote in the letter and what he said to her previous, previously is that he, if you leave me, then nobody else can have you. And he might hurt her or he might hurt himself. He doesn't want to live without her. So a lot of threats.
1: And so it helped because we she opened up and she hadn't shared this with really anyone and we ended up helping and counseling her along with divine guidance on what is okay and not okay in a relationship and what is abuse and you know how do you part ways with someone and get rid of them and you know be safe still and things like that and what are the good boundaries and so we ended up really helping her right. in a big way
2: and then I was still getting something and so you got... Well, What and then at the end of it, we were, they were trying to come through. I think, we think that it was glowing talking the whole mm-hmm. time. He was giving a lot of validations that mm-hmm. it was him. And one of the things that came through was I wrote Sherman Oaks and uh, that there's a female in Sherman Oaks that Kim knows that we need to connect with, or sorry, my friend needs to connect with so that she could start doing some healing around this situation.
1: And suddenly I just thought of a friend of mine, Pina DeRosa, who has a charity based on her dog, Wellington, who passed away, called Treats for Pups, treatsforpups.com. And it's actually helping homeless people with their pets, helping them have enough supplies and food for their pets. And so, I didn't know
2: why that came in. I'm like, what? why does that have to do with anything? But she lives in Sherman Oaks. So you were kind of talking like that. Oh, your that. friend does? No, 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 I'm saying this Oh, peanut, peanut. peanut. yes. She yes. lives in Sherman Oaks. So uh, this friend of mine, she s- said, yes, I think that must be it. Because for her, she's always had this desire and this Feel maybe a calling to help those people, the homeless people with their pets. Yeah, I couldn't believe and it. And she couldn't figure out a way to do it, but this made a lot of sense Perfect for her. Perfect connection. Yes. Yeah. And so we
1: we're just mentioning this story because it really goes around the topic of abuse and boundaries and living your truth and not living for someone else and what they're telling you to do. And, and really, a lot of times, if someone is in a relationship with someone in verbal, physical, or emotionally abusive, you're either A, trying to fix them, B, you don't know any better. Maybe you just think that's a normal relationship. Or C, maybe you've experienced abuse and you don't know how to get out of it and you feel almost like that's normal. And so you have to actually train your mind that, you know, you don't have to do that. You don't have to be this people pleaser. You can set boundaries and know When when you're in a relationship, what's a red flag and when is it time to get out right away instead of putting up with it? I know some people who are putting up with it hundreds if not thousands of times and saying maybe he'll change. Maybe it'll change instead of after the second time or the first time going,
2: okay, we're done, you know, right? And she's had a pattern. This is something that's uh, gone on more than once in her life. So this I guess opened her eyes to, you know, I can't do this anymore. So she's in a healthy relationship now, hopefully learning from what happened. But yeah, it's all about seeing herself more clearly too. And I think a part of it for her was that she's the fixer. She wants to fix everybody. She wants to help everybody. And she puts her own needs aside. Mm Mm-hmm,
1: and and sometimes you find out later that that you went through something like that. Like I was in something that was slightly abusive and and demented in many ways um when I was younger way younger and I realized now I was trying to fix him and that now it actually it's not good but it it ended up good later that it gave me tools to be able to coach people and to talk about it and to know red flags for other people of what not to put up with and what to do right so So, so I would say that one of the things it makes me think of is is I give when I'm doing speaking or or coaching I often give people this exercise to do and I use it, I I use it regularly and you actually can kind of train your mind and learn to really live in your truth by using this. And so it started one day I was asked to do this pageant. And that's not really me to do a pageant. And I feel like it's a little bit cheesy, but I was like, oh, maybe that'll be good exposure. It'll be exciting and out of my comfort zone. And little by little, as weeks went by, I felt really uneasy and it felt very out of alignment for me. And my husband came up to me and he said, Kim, why are you torturing yourself? What percentage out of zero to 100 do you want to do this pageant? And I go... 30%. 30%. And he's like, well, then what, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. Is it that big of a deal to quit? No. Okay. So then I felt so much for and better. And all of a sudden it just made me realize, why don't I gauge everything zero to 100? And so what I have people do is I, they make regularly, like every four to six weeks, make a list of all the things you're doing in your life right now and then make a list of your goals, visions, and dreams. And you rate each item zero to 100, and you tune in and you say, okay, how many things in my life am I doing that I really feel 100% about? And you start to try to eliminate or lessen the things that are less than 100. And once you get to that place where you start to really just live your truth of things that are aligned with you, things that make you feel alive, that are 100%, you're more confident, you're happier, you're freer. And then it becomes a habit where now if, I, if someone asks me to do a project or go somewhere, I'll ask in my head, okay, do I feel 100%? If I don't, then I don't do it. And so it makes it so, it's so simple, but most people don't bother to do this.
2: Well, I think there's good reason. And it's something that I can talk about from experience Mm -hmm. because of my people pleaser part of me. Um, I think doing that exercise is something you taught me probably a year ago, two years ago. And I had an opportunity to come up, actually two at the same time, and I know. I knew at the time that there was good money in it, but it didn't feel right. But my issue with it was, how do I say no to the person? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to let them down. Because mm-hmm. I was all about, I want everybody to like me.
1: To to start, you're saying to
2: start like a new business type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So I remember you. I talked to you about it on the phone that night. How much percent do you want to do it? And you told me <laughs> that, and my answer was zero. <laughs> So it helped me to decide, I know what I want to do. Now I had to get to the next step in figuring out how to tell the person, how to let them down without feeling guilty or bad about myself, feeling like I have to make up for it or you know please them appease them mhm yeah and i think
1: most people feel like that and the more you dare to say no and and even if you have to say no in a really sweet nice way but you say no the more you're training your mind and yourself to only do the things that you feel are right for you and then you feel more in tune with yourself and you don't feel like you're you're punishing yourself because in a lot of ways we're feeling if we're saying yes to something we only feel 50 50 about we're in some ways we're punishing ourselves we're Mm -hmm. compromising who we are and guess what if we have those things on the goals visions and dreams list like oh I want to become better at this and start this and hang out with this person more we're saying yes to things that are taking up that space and we're never going to get to
2: those goals and dreams yeah but there's this performance pressure and that's, again, feeling like you need people to like you and feel accepted. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we we will do anything we can or not. We I should say gen- in general. A lot of people do this that they they don't even realize there's this pressure they put on themselves. But it's an expectation that we feel like, well, if I don't do this, they're not going to like me or they're not going to accept me. So we say yes anyways. But. Mm-hmm. Eventually we get to a place where we feel depleted or we feel like we don't, we're not happy or resentful and it doesn't work out Mm -hmm. because the universe will always make things (laughs) or show us that it will reflect how we feel on the inside. Hopefully we get the the message eventually
1: it'll keep repeating until we get the message right well a big one I I see with people is they're afraid of turning down money and so even if maybe a client or a project is not a fit and they really feel out of sorts with it or oh I don't think that's going to work very well they're afraid to say no because they're afraid of lack or afraid of missing out on something or that there's not going to be enough you know coming right. in right. and so that's a brave one because like I know that that you've had to deal with that sometimes and I've had to say no to Some speaking engagements or or clients, and a lot of times, sometimes it's it's even that I want to do it and I like it, but my intuition is strongly saying no, and I have to just trust that, you know. Yeah. And so it's brave to do that because you have to have faith that there's going to be space for something else to come in. Something else will come in. Yes. Like, so what do you do in that case?
2: (laughs) Well, yeah. So my thing was um, that I had this attachment to money in the sense that I I I didn't know I was kind of stopping the flow of money because I looked at it like it was scarce, like there was never enough. Mm -hmm. So when you do that, when you have put something like a negative outlook on it, then the money flow will stop or the flow of any something good happening coming in. Mm -hmm. So, or what you were supposed to be or meant to be doing with your life, it, it won't show up because you're stopping that with your energy. So I guess I have now realized that I have to allow Whatever needs to happen or what's supposed to happen to just come to me as opposed to trying to force it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not chasing anymore. I used to chase it. Uh, I'm just sitting and waiting. And yeah. And
1: it takes, I think it takes a lot of practicing self awareness. Yes. And tuning into who are you really? What are your values? What's important to you? And every time you get an opportunity, you have to check in and go, is that aligned with? with my values and who I am and, and who I'm becoming and, and really stay strong to that regardless if it's money, but if it's money and it's not making you feel good, what's the point? Yeah, but we we always think money will make us happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's in the right ways, you know, I say right. money is the root of all miracles, not the root of all evil. Right. But you have to be also happy. Right. You know, that's that's more important. So. Right.
2: Right. Happiness. Your happiness is not attached to how much money you have.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think really the other, the one last thing I wanted to mention is is being so so careful with who you're surrounding yourself with. And, and I know I sent you the video. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but but Jay Shetty's a great one to watch on YouTube. And he, I made my daughter, I'm not sure if I sent you this one, but I made my daughter watch it. And it's about letting negative people in your life and what can happen. And he was saying how if you're around too many negative people, it can actually make you sick. It changes the whole chemistry of your body. Yeah. And way back in the 50s, they did experiments where groups of people saw a black line And they found that the way the people described the black line was based on who was in their group. They would copy whoever was in their group with the description. Each group did that. And so they decided and determined that who you hang out with is going to eventually determine your attitude, how you think, how you see the world. And so it's very important to not hang out with low energy people and people that bring you down and cause drama and negativity. And that also takes being self-aware and being strong with boundaries.
2: Okay. Well, that's a whole other, (laughs) another hour. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But definitely that's uh, something that is a challenge for most people too, because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings especially if they're family members. Yeah. Right. So, but I understand that very well. I'm very sensitive and I know you are and we do even more so we pick up on those, the negative energy and we feel it in a physical way. Mm -hmm. And my body will tell me, you're not supposed to be in around this person. But I also don't want to come off like I feel like I'm better than them or superior.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it's just that you don't match. It's not necessarily anyone's yeah. better than anyone else. It's yeah. that you don't match. You know, they don't not everybody's supposed to match you and not everybody's supposed to like you.
2: Oh, you I know? didn't know that until yeah. <laughs>
1: recently, though. <laughs> and, you know, I have I feel like I have had to hurt people's feelings once in a while because But you have to look at it like maybe it's better for them, too, if you're not feeling it as well, you know?
2: Oh yeah. I know it always works out, but it, it's a hard process, but you have to listen within to your truth.
1: Absolutely. It all
2: goes back to your truth. Yeah. Living in it. Well, thank
1: you all for being here. We, I feel like this was a lot on living your truth and setting boundaries. And that's really important reminders for anyone and everyone. And next episode, we have a great guest on shifting your mindset and, we're going to get really raw and vulnerable about some of the hardships we've gone through and what that has transformed us into. Mm-hmm. Exciting. And, and we wanted to give a shout out to to our producer here at Uncle Studios, Scott Walton. His music is at the beginning of each of our episodes and throughout the episodes. And you can find him on YouTube under Scott Walton Wandering Soul. And it's just this beautiful music that, that he's done. So we wanted to give him a shout out too.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much, Scott.
1: We love it. <laughs> All <laughs> right, thanks everybody. Bye-bye. Thank bye.
0: For more information on Eden, go to EdenSustin.com. For more information on Kim, go to kimlifecoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.